Are you ready to grow your business by building relationships online and offline? Are you looking for a system to attract new prospects and nurture your past clients? Maybe you're a business owner, a sales professional, or an entrepreneur. If you are, then great. Join me, Janice Porter, as we blast past your barriers to success and explore the power of relationships for your business. And welcome to the Relationships Rule Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of Relationships Rule. So this is an exciting time because I'm interviewing somebody today that I interviewed almost or just over a year ago today, and I'm so thrilled to have him back on the show. So welcome to Tom Schwab. Thank you so much, Janice. Oh, my pleasure. Tom is uh, an entrepreneur. He's an author. He's a podcast interview marketing pioneer with his company, Interview Valet. And I've experienced the um, fruits of his labor by having um, his team members reach out to me to see if one of his clients or many of his clients were a good fit for my podcast. And I I have to tell you, his company is so professional. He sends me the right people more times than not. And now I've even got a relationship with a couple of his staff members who know me well enough to know where there's a fit. That's what I love about Interview Ballet. So that's a little plug for you, Tom, because I really do mean it from my heart. Well, thank you. I I honestly say my microphone makes me sound good, but my team makes me look good. (laughs) Yes, it's, it's, it's like, you know, as we were talking about just before we went on air, the proliferation, if that's the word, of podcasts out there today is, you know, I don't know, is it 10x what it was a year ago? It's it's huge. There's a zillion of them out there, right? Or would you, do you have a number? There, I don't know. There is. So we do a report every year, the yeah. state of podcast interviews, and the number of podcasts keeps going up, right? So depending what database you look at it, it's probably right around 4 million podcasts out there, yeah, but a- there's a it's a lot, but there's a little asterisk after that, right? Because less than 400,000 have actually published in the last 30 days. You know, as you know, it's, it's, um, doing a podcast is hard, right? Anybody that says it isn't, hasn't done it or hasn't done it well. So a lot of people start podcasts and then they just die off, you know, 80% of podcasts, that die, die within the first 10 episodes. So, you know, kudos to you uh, for the longevity. And, you know, uh, it's, you know, so many people are an overnight success that have just been doing it for a few years. Yeah, I just passed um, episode 200. So I'm quite proud of myself. And so that's great. Anyway, enough about me. But um, why I asked that is because um, in that year, since we spoke the first time, which was episode 151, if you want to listen to that audience, if you haven't already. Um, In that year, I have noticed that I get pitched much more often from people, whether it's from companies, um, similar but not as good as yours, or from individuals who are doing trying to do it themselves. And I am appalled by some of the emails that I get, mostly from companies who haven't paid attention. I had one that I have to share because it's hysterical. (laughs) Somebody pitched this person to me and they, it was a big, long email about their company and whatever. And he was the number one mold expert in the U.S. 
for mold in your homes. I'm like, oh, great, but that's got nothing to do with my podcast. So it would be nice if you'd have listened to an episode or two before you tried to pitch this guy, right? So I never heard from them again. But that being said, it's just, you know, you've got to do your homework, right? You just have to if you're in your business, right? Well, it's it's like, if are you trying to add um, and make things better or just take from it, right? I get pitched to be on my podcast probably four times a day. Everybody loves it and wants to be a guest, but my podcast has not gone live, but I'm on a list and everybody, oh, I love it. And I'd be a great guest. You know, I, you know, yeah. you know, it's a lie. <laughs> I don't have a show. How could you love it? Yes. And so I think pitching has become so much easier. And I uh, heard something that uh, uh, was said by one of our past clients. She's now the one of the chief marketing officers at LinkedIn. And she said, we are getting more efficient at doing things that are less effective, right? Yeah. So now you can, you can sign up and buy databases and people will send you, sell you, you know, for $47 a month, I'll give you access to 3 million um, contacts for PR people. And now you can just spam them all, right? <laughs> so we're, we're getting more efficient, but it's becoming less effective. It's like um, relationships rule, right? Don't you reach out and build a relationship with the host before you just try saying, I want to get on your moldy podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. Of course, exactly. And I know that, that you believe that the best things in life come from conversations as I do. It's so powerful. And, um, um, I'm just going to read this from, from your one sheet, because it says it's these powerful, sometimes awkward conversations that propel us from where we are personally and professionally to where we dream of being. Do you want to just speak to that? Because I love that actually. Yeah. One of the things that I have said over the years is that truth and clarity come at the other side of an awkward 10 minute conversation, right? Yeah. And I love it on podcast interviews when somebody asks me a question that I hadn't thought of before, or maybe it's a little bit uncomfortable and they'll say, well, I should, I don't know if I would have gone there. Well, why not? If you were thinking it, the audience was thinking it too. Let's yeah. have a real conversation as opposed to you asking me the questions that I gave you and me giving the, the talking points there. Um, I don't think that's a conversation, right? A conversation has got to have follow-up questions and help me understand that. And is this what you meant? Uh, if not, it's just, it's just sort of a, a media pitch, if you will. Yeah, uh, I, I and totally, that's, that's, that's icky. Yeah. I totally get that because um, I've done interviews myself where I've been on someone's podcast and before the podcast, they've, they've asked me to fill out this form. And in that form is basically the questions that they want to ask me. So I'm doing all the work ahead of time and it's not real. Like, I, I don't know. It just doesn't feel as real to me. Anyway, I would much rather it be, um, yes, let's have a couple of questions. Let's have a couple of ideas of where we're going. Um, but I have to go with my gut. I have to go with where I think the conversations, you know, feels right for me. And if it is a little bit awkward or a personal kind of question, Quite often the, the guest will say to me, if I'm doing that, they'll say, that was a good question or, oh, I've never been asked that before or something. And so I think that makes that interview more interesting. 
I agree with you. And my, my bride listens to all of my interviews, right? We've been married almost 15 years now. And every now and then she'll say, you choked up on that, didn't you? And I'm like, yeah, they asked that question. And I gave the answer about my dad and, you know, he's uh, hasn't been with us for 22 years, but it made me think of him. And to me, those are the good conversations. Um, I always think of podcast interviews or podcasts should be more like two people talking at, um, at a breakfast restaurant, right? At Denny's or something like that. And you overhear it. If it's just somebody interviewing the newest bus boy and asking every person the same three or four questions, it's like, that's not inter- interesting. So now I'm going to ask you a question that wasn't on, on any of our lists here because you reminded me when you said your bride. And I love that you, you have this, this, I don't know you that well, but I know you well enough to know that she is the most special person in your life and you still call her your bride after all these years. So I have a hunch about um, people that have those wonderful, very endearing relationships. Do you have a song? Oh, this is like a, this is a setup question because we have, God bless the broken road. Uh, I can't remember who sang it. Oh, I don't know either. Yeah. Uh, but that was that was our song, and we played every now and then. And when we were on our honeymoon, yeah. uh, there was some contest. It's like if you can, you know, you win a bottle of rum or whatever it is. If you can sing the words to it, and I'm like, <laughs> I can, I can barely dance to it. But um, that would that's our song. It's you know, the, God bless. God bless the broken road. I love it. So I hope that your bride appreciates that because I do have a theory and my best friend who I just lost sadly in the fall, we always had that theory. And we, we used to say, you know, we look at these people over there, you know, that were cooing to each other and we say, they must have a song. <laughs> <laughs> this is our thing that we have had over the years. And so I love to be able to ask that. So thank you for, for indulging me. So, Okay. We've all been hearing so much since, and it's almost too much, but we have to um, get into this conversation because it is the way of the future. It's the way of now, and we're all experimenting, and that is AI. So how do you see AI impacting interview marketing today? Yeah, uh, it's interesting. So we talked April of 2022 last time. If you would have asked me in November of 2022, I would have said, what's that? Right. (laughs) Right. It it makes no difference. Right now, fast forward, it's only been really four and a half months and already we're seeing it drastically change. Right. And sometimes it's for the better. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's for the worse. Right. Um, For me, you know, writing is, is not natural for me. Uh, I joke that I are engineer. Um, English is my second language. I'm not sure what my first one is. So it's, it's amazing how we can use audio content like we're doing right now and repurpose that take the transcript through and, and do that. Um, the other thing too, is we're starting to use AI for our, our prospecting, right? So to go out there and say, um, what does Janice Porter look for in her relationship rules podcast, right? Boom. And it'll give us some insights based on all of your, your interviews. Um, how could, how could I write up an introduction and, you know, how could you make this better, right? Not replacing us, but empowering us. 
And so there's a lot of things we're even, um, I saw one the other day, uh, it was interesting where they had done a grading on somebody's interview and they said, um, speed, how much did Janice speak versus Tom? What was the pace of both persons, people, right? Um, things like that. So I think there's a lot of ways that we can use it to help us. So that's all the positive part. Mm -hmm. The negative part is when people start to use it to try to replace us. And I think that's scary. And I, I wonder if it's going to change content, right? Now that I can, I can write a blog in 10 seconds. I know. If I put it up on LinkedIn, are you looking and going, I wonder if that's really Tom's blog? You know, there's no way I know Tom, there's no way he's, he's publishing his own article on LinkedIn every day. Right. Right. Um, right. And so I think people will start to look at the written word and wonder, is this AI or not? Mm-hmm. And let me give you an example. We just recently hired and there was a couple people that we, um, we didn't move forward with. And one of our team members noticed that when they wrote us a quick email, it was one type of English. And then when they were answering questions and doing other things, I mean, it was perfect English. They had the semicolons, the colons, right? Everything like that. And it's like, yeah, that's just, that's just too perfect. Um, So I, I think AI is going to, dehumanize and commoditize a lot of things, but it's going to empower people too. And I, 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 there's a book called the second industrial or second machine age. I think it was came out about um, a dozen years ago, maybe 15 years ago about computers. Mm -hmm. And I recently listened to that one and it was funny what we thought 15 years ago. (laughs) Yeah. And where we are now. Right. Yeah. But one of the things that they said is that back then, don't worry about a computer replacing you worry about a person that knows how to use a computer replacing you. So I think it's the same thing. Don't worry about AI replacing you, but worry about somebody, a person that knows how to use AI and that they're going to be able to do it. Right. And, and I know, I'm sure we've all been experimenting with it a little bit. And I think that, you know, there's a couple of key pieces to keep in mind. One is that it really is just a compilation of information that's actually a couple of years behind right Mm -hmm. and um and so there's certain things that you wouldn't want to ask it because it won't be valid um but when it comes to story writing or um blog writing and that kind of thing you can use it as a starting point it definitely helps your creativity and and you know i've said um i've tested it a couple of times for some emails where I'll say, help me with a story that fits this or something like that. And I'm quite amazed at what, what it comes up with, but then I rework it. It gives me that, that spark that I wasn't getting on my own. But then again, universities where it comes to actual writing essays and things like that, that they're going to have to come up. They're obviously trying to deal with what will work and what won't and how can they Um, how can they manage it? And it's also, I think, um, spawning new industries like um, programs, um, 
computer programs that will detect whether it is AI or not, right? That's all. Yeah, it's it's like that that new fraud detection, and it's almost like we hear it in our ears. Also, you know, they've got the the videos now that can be automated, right? And yeah, it's it's that difference of when you hear me, I'm going to say um and uh and pause at the wrong time. And I don't know that a computer would do that. And if so, if somebody heard me and it's like, oh yeah, that's quirky humor that only Tom would do, <laughs> right? That's a, that's a Tomism. Or even like when you talked about starting out with an email, yes. well, they don't know all of your stories. So they can give you a boilerplate of it, but then you start to put in that, the soul of it, that, yeah. that, that thing that makes the difference between you and everyone else in the world. And that's where you stand out. And, you know, it could be the perfect email, but the perfect email with your story would not work the perfect email for me because it's not my story. And people would just say that that makes no sense. Yeah. It's funny. You know, you just reminded me of something, um, um, company that um, I'm involved with that, that you're familiar with and uses send out cards and they just um, uh, um, introduced a, a new uh, program, a new package, if you will. And they have some training videos and they introduced them at a conference I was at and they were just showing us what they were looking at doing. And they put these little, you know, two minute videos up and they were done by AI and you should have heard the audience. Like we were like, what, what? Like this doesn't compute. We're like a relationship marketing company. We're all about you. And so they scrapped those like in that, that day when I was there and they had real people doing those videos because it just doesn't hit for that. <laughs> so I, I just remembered that. And it's like, oh my goodness. Right. But live and learn. Right. And, and the fact that they, they saw, you know, they were testing it for sure with us, this, this enclosed audience, but we changed it pretty quick. <laughs> We're not ready for that yet. Okay. So, um, so when we talked last year, you were very adamant about um, um, rich audio will always um, outlast video, right? I think that Correct. the comment was um, the future is rich audio, not outdated video. What do you think now? I believe that even more so yeah. <laughs> and more so as I look back at my own videos, right? Yes. Yeah. We talked about that a little bit. I, 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 I in my mind, I never age, <laughs> of course, but you go back and look at videos and it's like, I look different, um, different hairstyle. You know, I guess women have that more for me. It was the beard, yeah. right? Uh, I grew a beard just before COVID and I went back and all of the videos looked so much different, right? Right now, I'll never be able to, to uh, shave off the beard because if so, I would have to do redo all the videos again. Yeah. So there's those things where video, there's a place for it with the engagement, oh. right? Um, but I think it is going to get dated, right? Um, if there's a richness to it for the moment, but I fear that a video that I did just a few years ago, if somebody watched it now, they would look, oh, that's, that's really dated. And that could even be the camera, right? Um, the cameras have gotten better. The backgrounds have got better. Even like um, in Zoom now, I'm amazed the greens or the, the backgrounds, even mm -hmm. without a green screen, how good they are. You know, you look at a, 
uh, something where it almost looks, sounds funny now. Remember probably two years ago when somebody was on a Zoom call and they put the Golden Gate Bridge behind them yes. and their head and their hands yeah. kept going in and out? That I doesn't happen. No, I still see some of that. So I'm not sure. Is it people who have, well, you can't have older Zoom. Um, it's it's not nearly as, as bad as it was. No. Well, uh, even even without a green screen now, it's gotten a whole lot better. And there's been people that I've um, um, I've talked to on a call and I'll have to stop and say, is that really your background or is, yeah. is that a green yeah. screen? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And we, like yeah, we did not have that problem two years ago. And so I think, you know, when somebody was using a green screen two years ago, people are going to look at that now. And it's like, oh, you know, I would, that's so Y2K almost. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, so I think because I have the expert in podcast interviewing um, on with me today, I just wonder if you give me maybe two or three, because everybody wants to be on a podcast right now. Everybody wants to be on podcasts. So in all fairness, if, um, if they can't afford you and your team um, and they want to be on somebody's podcast, is there an etiquette around how, I mean, you know, like I understand that Sometimes I think, well, what kind of audience does that person have? Do I really want to be on their podcast? Is it the right audience for me or whatever? Um, or is it the more visibility you get, the better? Right. And thanks for asking that question. And we just work with a few verticals, right? Business, faith and Christianity, health, nutrition, and wellness. Okay. So, you know, even if we talk to you, if you're not a perfect fit, yeah. we're yeah. just going to say, um, we're not the agency for you, mm -hmm. Right. But I would always start with, I agree with you, everybody wants to be on a podcast interview, right? Just like everybody wants to have a podcast. Yes. I always have them step, take a step back. Why? Mm -hmm. Why do you want to do it? What's the ultimate goal uh, on that, right? Are you trying to build your network? Are you trying to use it for lead generation? Are you trying to use it for SEO? Because why you're going to do it will decide which ones you're going to do, right? If, okay. if you want to build your Instagram following, don't get connected with me. My Instagram game is awful, right? Yeah. Um, so you've got to focus on that. So start with why, right? Mm -hmm. And then the etiquette, I think we've got to drop the word podcast from podcast guest, right? What does it mean to be a guest, right? Okay. If you want to be a guest, at somebody's podcast, at their their live event, at their home, there are ways to do that, right? And let's back up and see if you agree with this. There's three types of people that podcast hosts want to be on their podcast. Their friends, their friends of friends, and people they want to be their friends. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I think so because because I want to build relationship. With right. Them. Yeah. So nowhere in there does it say a creepy pitch, right? So the, you know, if somebody just, you know, I, you could tell, you know, I, dear sir, I hope this day finds you well. I love your podcast. Right. Nobody's going to say yes to that. And yeah, if they do, 
ask, I'm, I'd love this, this person who is the mold expert in North America to be a guest on your podcast, right? Like you would listen to my podcast. <laughs> right. So th- take a step back and just think about what it means to be a guest and then put yourself in the shoes of the host, right? And what would make them want to get you on the show? right? Mm -hmm. Gary Vaynerchuk talks about jab, 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 right hook. Mm -hmm. I look at it as serve, 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 ask, right? So listen to the podcast, leave a rating and review. We're all vain. We all listen for our names and reviews, right? So that will get you noticed, right? Make a comment on the social media, reshare it, right? Then after you've given, 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 Then you have the right to reach out and say, Janice, I love the podcast. Uh, All 200 episodes were great. That one with Tom Schwab, I'm not quite sure, but uh, on on majority, they're all great. Uh, I think I have this for your audience, and I think I could help them. It's not that I'm selling a book and I want to use and abuse your audience, right? Um, You do that, and all of a sudden, people will ask you to be on there. and. The other thing that I see people look at and they'll say, well, bigger is better, right? I just want to be on the bigger show. I want to be on Oprah and Brene Brown and Joe Rogan, right? Bigger is not better. Better is better, right? And that's my theme for this year. Better is better, right? If you are going for SEO value, you've got a new website, you've got, uh, you're trying to optimize for SEO, you would rather be on the local podcast hosted by the community college than you would be on Joe Rogan because typically every podcast gives you a follow back link, right? Mm-hmm. And podcasts that end in dot or link, websites that end in dot edu, mm-hmm. which is education, those things are gold, right? So if you're on this little podcast, right, sure. you, you just got an edu backlink, right? And that's more valuable than than Joe Rogan's backlink. Or, you know, if you're just trying to uh, get involved with a group, right? Get on their podcast. Or, you know, if if your audience you think is on Instagram, well, then why don't you try to find podcasts that have a big Instagram following? That mm-hmm. sort of things. Mm-hmm. The other thing too, Janice, is if you do a good job, it's like anything in life, right? If you do a good job, word will get around. Mm-hmm. So don't worry about, well, here's my target list of my first hundred podcasts that I want to be on. Now, why don't you do a really good job on the first one? And at the end, when they stop recording, just say, you know, thank you. I really enjoyed this. I, I want to share my message. Do you know anybody else that could be benefited from, from what I have to offer? Right. And so podcasters know podcasters. Mm -hmm. If they give you two and then you do a good job there, they give you two. Your your dance card will get filled. Mm -hmm. Right. I had a a client that came to us uh last year. It was over the summer, and I think it was June. And her goal was she wanted to be on a hundred podcasts that month. And I'm like, why? And she's like, Oh, because that'll be massive exposure. (laughs) All right. Um, yeah, but you're not going to be able to promote it. You're not going to be able to repurpose it. It's almost like saying, um, you know, uh, I want to find, I want to find a spouse that I can spend the the rest of my life with. So I'm going to go on a hundred dates this month. Yeah. 
yeah, I, I don't think that's how it works, right? Why don't you focus on on better and finding the right podcast, getting the most out of them as opposed to just random appearances, right? If you just if you just want massive exposure, I always say do something to get your um, get your picture put up in the post office. Everybody <laughs> will know your name, but I don't think it's going to get you to your goals. Yes, it's yeah. It's interesting because it isn't, you do have to educate yourself, whether it's about podcasting in general, whether it's, um, you know, and then more specifically with the route that a route, as you would say, um, that you would go right and to, to do that. So, um, and I think it all comes back to your key focus that I see here, which makes so much sense, driving long-term results with powerful conversations right? That's it in a nutshell, because the rest will take care of itself. And um, I love being a guest on people's podcasts as much as I love doing a podcast, because I'm curious. So I love asking people questions and, and so forth. But I also like to serve. And so if I'm able to serve, you know, that's even better, right? And um, your book, Podcast Guest Profits, Grow Your Business with a targeted interview strategy. That's been out for quite a while, but that's like your Bible, right? It is. It's it's the Bible. Somebody called it the Bible of podcast guesting. Mm. And I'm like, I don't know if that's a compliment or not. I'm not sure if they like the original Bible, but <laughs> it's, it's the way we've done it. In fact, I was just talking with a gentleman that's down in South Africa that uh, ha- runs a podcast booking agency. Yeah. And he's like, when... COVID hit and he lost his job as a musician. He uh, read my book and he's like, I'm going to start an agency here in South Africa for this. And I'm like, and he said, he gives me credit that he built the entire agency around that book. So that's, that's great. And really it's just a framework of what we do because what we do is not, it's not magic. It's not a secret. It's, it's been refined over nine years and it's a strategy. And it's once you see how the, the magic trick as you will is done, then you're like, Oh, that makes sense. And I put that out there freely because, you know, if you want to do it yourself, God love you. I want you to do it right. Right. If you want to build an agency around it, go ahead, buy copies and buy copies for all your employees too. But uh, you know, a lot of people read the book and then they'll just say, wow, there's a lot here. You know, I just want to be the guest. Can you take care of all the rest? And uh, yeah. that's where we help them. That's amazing. And this has been a delight as usual. And so glad that you were able to come back and visit my podcast and my audience. Uh, any last words for my audience? Yeah, um, we talked a lot about here. And, you know, the one thing that I would point out on, you know, relationships is we often overestimate what people, other people know, and we underestimate or undervalue what we know, right? What's ordinary to us is amazing to other people. And I just encourage you, what you know could help other people, could change their lives, uh, could really build a relationship with them too. So share what you know. Um, If we can be of any service, uh, I'll go ahead and put a page up on our website, just interviewvalet.com forward slash relationship rules and there's an assess relationships rule relationships rule the plural and 
Um, we'll put an assessment there, you know, how you can use podcast interview marketing. Janice was kind enough to mention my book. I'll put a free copy of my book there if you'd like. And then finally, if you'd like to talk to me or my staff, um, I'll put my calendar there. So just go back to interview valet with a V dot com forward slash relationships rule and all that stuff will be there. Perfect. That's very generous of you, Tom. Thank you so much. And I'll make sure that that's in the show notes as well. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. And uh, to my audience, please, if you love what you heard, please leave a review, a five-star rating. We love that. And uh, make sure to subscribe so you can hear Tom's past interview um, from last year. And we talked about some different things today. And again, remember to stay connected and be remembered. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. If this show has inspired you to reach out to connect to someone new or nurture a current or past relationship, and you think that others can benefit from listening, please share this episode. If you have feedback or questions about the episode, please leave a note in the comment sections below. If you would like to receive automatic updates of new podcast episodes, you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or Stitcher or from the podcast app on your mobile device. Ratings and reviews from my listeners are extremely valuable to me and greatly appreciated. They help the podcast rank higher on iTunes, which exposes my show to more awesome listeners like you. So if you have a minute, please leave an honest review on iTunes. And remember to stay connected and be remembered.